Johnny Dollar. Freddie Fishin, Johnny, over here at Mono Guarantee Insurance. Freddie, how are you? Oh, same as always. Uh, listen, now, why don't you do me a favor? If I can. Ever hear of an old dame by the name of Mrs. Ambrose Wingford Van Turkle? Ambrose what? <laughs> Van Turkle. That's all I'm happy to say I haven't. Yeah, I guess you have a point there. Nancy's an old fuss budget. Lives over on South Tyrone, 1227. South Tyrone? She must be loaded. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. But we have written a bit of insurance on her jewelry. And Johnny. How much? Uh, just under a cool million. And Johnny. You're kidding. Not a bit. But now listen. My regular commission on a million dollars? Now listen, will Freddy, you? say no more. I'll take the case. <laughs> Radio Network brings you Mandel Kramer in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, the Mono Guarantee Insurance Company, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an account of expenses incurred during the investigation of the Too Many Crooks matter. You know, they say that too many crooks spoil the broth. Well, believe me, too many crooks can certainly mess up an insurance investigation. I know. I spent the time item one, four, six, to fill the gas tank on my car. Then I drove to Freddie Friedkin's office down in the square. He was waiting for me out front. Okay, Freddie, let's have it. Well, look, if you hadn't hung up the phone on I see, that must be pretty urgent. You're standing here, says I was right. So, what goes with this Van Turkle dame and her million dollars worth of jewelry? I told you, and that's why she's an important client. I understand, incidentally, she keeps it all out there at her home. She does, hmm? And that's fine with us. Makes the premiums that much higher. What's happened to her, Freddie? Her? Well, not a thing, nothing at all. It's, it's what happens to me. What do you mean? Well, it's the day off for all her servants, including the chauffeur. No. I promised to drive her in here to the office this morning to go over some of her policies. Well, Fred. Well, now, if I don't, the old fuss part is liable to blow a gasket and cancel everything. And she would. You mean that's all you called me about? So the first vice president in charge of me has just arrived in town, and that means I don't dare leave this place. Freddie, I was counting a commission on So I told her you'd drive her in here. You what? And, Johnny, I don't know what this power is that you seem to have over these old biddies, but she knows all about you. Listens to every program every week and thinks you're wonderful. Freddie, flattery will get you nowhere. Uh, look, instead of two of me out, she, she said fine. She'd get all tricked up in her Sunday best and be waiting for Oh, Freddie, look. And I'm serious, Johnny. This is really important. Am I supposed to wear a uniform and show for cash? I'm not kidding. It is important, very Will you do it as a favor to me? As a favor to you? Yeah. No. Now, John. But I will for another reason. Oh? I would just like to have a look at the female who can throw such a scare into fearless Freddie Friedkin. I drove to the CCU residential section on South Korean Avenue. Number 1227 was one of those huge, once very fashionable brownstone affairs surrounded with broad, long, formal gardens and plenty of stately elms. The winding driveway led to a port cochere on one side. I pulled into it, gave the horn a couple of polite things, and waited. Looks like a lady could really buzz one service. 
right these looks around here. Harry, he has the man. You watch it. Didn't you know? He's not only a strong-armed specialist, but he has enough rats against him for burglary to fill a book. Well, our records here only show a couple of arrests over the years. I don't hear what they show, Harry. He's the one I found there at Mrs. Van Turkle's house, the one who belted me over the head. Oh, and we helped him out of town. You sure did. Okay, Johnny, okay. I'll notify the New York Police Department right away to grab him for us. If they can find him. And you know how long it'll take just to get the wheels turning, get all the red tape out of the way? Yeah, I know. Oh, brother. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I can find him. Well, Johnny. A little local knowledge, Harry. About him? About him and uh, about some other people down there. I'll see you later. Item C, 1045, plane says, And I was lucky. A flight took off just a few minutes after I got to Bradley Field. Item three, in the big city, $4 a week for a cab in to the 18th Precinct headquarters. Before even talking to my old pal, Lieutenant Randy Singer, I appropriated a phone in the office next to his and made five calls to, uh, to men who were always ready to dig up a little information from you for a price. Then I walked into Randy's office. Okay. Now, what's it all about, Johnny? You can make a little call to him there. Randy, if I told you, you'd probably round them all up and talk to him to judge. You know, it's doing, Right. And they're a lot more valuable to me on the loose. Are you sure you haven't better tell me who they are so we can, uh, we'll sort of protect them for you? Uh-huh. Know? Departments can always use them like to talk to you know, Johnny. Randy, I'd rather not. Okay, okay, but stop tapping that diamond or whatever it is on the top of my desk, will you? Want to see the glass? This diamond is what I came here about. Well, Johnny, you're sick of me pick a better day than this again down here in Justin. Why, it's not No, it is. Something's on our next again. Maybe a lot of funny girls are circulating around. No. Places are darn good if it's an expert to tell the bad terms and twenties and the good ones. Kind of anything, hmm? Eh, yes, you know. I mean, when you say ring, you're pretty up to those girls around here, Tommy. I mean, you've got to feel that almost all of them. Almost all of them. Yeah, of course, the federal boys are beating their brains out, too. But what's happening is this. Yeah. Every time we knock over a print shop that's been making the stuff, we get there too late. How do you mean? Well, the place is gone. Been sold to someone else. Mm. And not just to another pillar, Johnny. That's what the crackdown really is. I think, guys. I hope. But to some intermediary, some brain who plants them with another pillar just long enough to get out of Mitchell and then pass them on to somebody else. Well, maybe you better shut down every print shop in town, Randy. Oh, sure, sure. You know what it takes? Just one little crack tucked away in somebody's paper. Mm. Getting this size, it could be thousands of them. But the department's raising cane, the feds are complaining we aren't cooperating, I feel lousy. And what's your problem? <laughs> William McKeith. McKeith? Well, he hasn't been at the for a long time. Oh, he hasn't, hmm? And this is Willie? Yeah. Always on the way to something big and always on nothing to say. Now, let me tell you now, Randy. Oh, excuse me. Yeah? No. We tried peddling these balls for a while, Johnny. Two years up the river, tried just making another turn. Tried half a dozen rackets. Always fell on his face. The only thing he could seem to get away with was a burglary and face yard. Well, he can't this time, so listen. Now, look, Johnny, I'd like to help you with it. Will you stop tapping that thing? Nearly a million dollars worth of jewels. I don't care if it's... Down here? No, up in Hartford, but I need your help. Well, Johnny, until we get official fix in the boys up there, you, you, well, you know how well, it is. Well, I mean, a little deal between you and me has to be official all of a sudden. Oh, no, no, of course not. But will you stop scratching that diamond on the glass? Okay, huh? Randy. Well, wait. Yeah? Yes? Who? 
know her. Friday. Oh, uh, yes, Friday. Friday who? This uh, number you give me your uh, headquarters. Oh, don't worry about that. That's that's where I am. Go ahead. You wouldn't pull one on me, Johnny. Yeah, Friday, you know me better than that. Yeah, I guess I do. Um, you got something for me? Say, uh, a couple of C-notes, Johnny? Let's say a hundred, Friday. If you get me anywhere, then two. Okay. Just a couple of minutes ago, with a briefcase on him. Yeah. 718 East 49th. I got him. He pokes the buzzer for number 2A, and then he goes in. 2A, huh? Okay. Now, what does that mean? You know anybody that's over on East 49th, too, Did I? I'll let you know. Now, wait, Johnny. I thought you wanted some help. I may not need it now. Oh, no? Well, now, wait a minute. Maybe... Dollar even for the cab with a musty 16 other apartment building on East 49th Street. I quickly pushed the button for Mr. Partner. They all must have been asking the tenants to go out because nobody pushed open the lock on the front door for me. So I flipped the lock and I quietly went inside and up the stairs to the door of 2A. Two A. There's a guy living over there we've been looking at for years. There was, Randy. Name of Horace Peters. 
professor of hot jewelry, that sort of stuff, you know? Only we never have been able to... Hey, what'd you say? What? That's right, he's dead. Okay, I'll be right over. No, Randy. Hmm? What do you mean? Send somebody else. Well, now, listen, Johnny, if you knocked him off, I mean, even... Somebody else back. killed him, Randy. The punk I have sitting here at the other end of my gun. Who? You stay right there in your office, and I'll be along in a couple of minutes with the Van Turkle jewels and with William Peak and so. You're kidding. Not a bit. And that's all the more reason I better get over there. No, Randy, because while you're waiting for us, I want you to get hold of Fritz Melchior. That, uh, gemologist? Yes. Tell him to get there immediately with all of his equipment. Well, I don't get it, Johnny. You will, Randy, you will. <laughs> Another dollar from another cab. Luckily, by the time I got to headquarters, Melchior, the gemologist, was there and waiting. I handed him the Van Circle jewels and told him to set up his equipment on Randy's desk and get to work. Now, it's going to take the ultraviolet lamp a moment or two to get warmed up, Mr. Dollar. Well, that's, uh, that's perfectly all right, Mr. Melchior. Well, in the meantime, I'll just set up this detailed refraction, Man, to make a deal with him. No, no, it ain't true. It's true, all right, Willie. Then I've been robbed. 
Too slow can be just as dangerous as driving too fast. 